0: Let us know. Make sure that we could hear us in the chat. Let us know. <laughs> Already starting with the quarantine in the crates. It's like Instagram will crash. Trust
1: me, everybody. We did a check.
0: I know. If anyone was watching the beginning, they saw us. They they know it worked. Yeah. You changed your shirt. What happened? Oh, sorry. Got hot and sweaty in the air.
1: Close all the doors. It gets crazy.
0: Uh, I know. I, I do most of these without pants on. So um, you can't tell that <laughs> though, off camera. But... Okay, let's start this over then, because I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us and watching VG12 with us. That was amazing. People were loving it in the chat. We had a ton of special guests, Joe Navron, um, yeah, Nick Riggle was in the chat. We had uh, Richard in the chat, a bunch of really cool people. Um, it was cool to see everybody, and I'm sure it was the first time in a long time that a lot of us got to see that video. So first of all, thank you, Dave, for putting that masterpiece together. And I know we touched on this before we started but now we have a few more viewers um do you want to briefly touch on the birth of vg12 and what that meant to you as an issue before we jump into the q a yeah
1: uh 12th issue uh 1999 it was the year that Sean morgan uh gave video groove to me uh i was a director and worked for group productions for the first 11 issues uh was a great experience and a great i mean they were independent as independent can be, you know, that was their company. I just came from the East coast in 1994 to join in and take over the video magazine after issue one, 18 days and uh, bottom line. And then of course, the, the kind of the new school, new format of uh, video group took shape with VG three and VG four. So, um, 1999 sales started going down. Sean Morgan went in a different direction. I took over ownership of the company and, uh, Dan Jensen and I took the money we got from colony of summer, from Gary Ream um, kind of prepaid me for my work for the summer. And we bought the media 100, set it up in my, basically in my room, in my apartment. And uh, we kicked off this idea that's been milling around for about a year and a half, two years, and kind of in the works of how it would be was uh, the idea of battle my crew. And what better issue to start with than a, a, an issue for the people by the people. Exactly. You know, Like I said earlier, the ultimate mixtape for all.
0: Yeah. I love that. The ultimate mixtape. It definitely was the ultimate mixtape. Yeah. That
1: comes from my background of DJing, battling, you know, Everything. the street cred, the crews, like it all kind of made sense. The idea kind of came um, from kids at Woodward. They were just talking like, oh man, I wish I did this in this video and I wish they put this in this video. And I was like, why don't I do an issue with like, let people do their own sections and see what it's like to, to have to do all the stuff that we do and put it out there and let people digest it and chew it up and talk about it.
0: Yeah, and back in those days, it wasn't that easy for people, uh, quote-unquote unknown people, to be in a skate yeah. video. So, there was their opportunity for everyone to be in not only a skate video, but Video Group, which was the most prestigious of skate videos. So, yeah. it was such a Yeah, cool for
1: us, it was a way to keep the clans, you know, the BG family together, even though guys like Joe and Bo and, you know, JSF and Pell, like, they all had their own fame. But there was other crews that were coming up that didn't know about it or it would find other other crews to do it. But it was a way to keep everybody... Uh, together intact and and present everything in one big issue uh pretty incredible concept that was you know put together bits and pieces from different things
0: so sick so yeah. um we don't have much time here we have like about a little less than 30 minutes because we have right after this we're jumping into quarantine in the crates number 50 um follow at reggae rover on instagram because he's gonna go live gonna go live. crash
1: come back it's, it's an in hour session
0: re- it's, this, it's, it's, it's the 50th one by now. So if anybody, like everybody should know by now, Instagram crashes. So stick you around. You think i that. get
1: one of those blue check marks, you know, where... I,
0: you you know, should. I, you deserve friend, that. Not crash, I know. You deserve that. I mean, we all deserve that. We should all, we should get more uh, verified blading accounts. Exactly. I think we all need to get officialized. But um, stick around for that quarantine that creates. Anybody watching on YouTube right now, there's a link in the description to um, Dave's Instagram where he's going to be doing the quarantine the creates. But real quick, we want to get into some questions right now. We do have questions um, coming in slowly now. I'm going to let them build up a little bit. I have one question though. Oh, I have two questions, but I have one question real quick to kick it off while the other ones flood in. I was always curious about the intro to Battle My Cruise because how did those work? Did you take like raw clips that each crew gave you to put together? Like how did that work? Because I would assume people would just send you the edited sections of their... Right,
1: correct. They did. Um, I asked them in the forward. To, to give me some extra layover clips so I could have that to kind of intro the crews that they're about to see in the sections. Uh, the intro myself was the DJ getting a chance to do his section. So, you know, I would pick my best clips I shot during that time and, and do my own section um, to kind of kick it off, you know, to kind of like, here we go, here's my here's my open, let's go. The rest is you guys.
0: That's really cool. I was always curious about that. I'm like, did he straight up cut clips out of other sections to put it in? Like, how did that even work? But um, watching it again made me realize that and think about that. But it's cool that you got to really, I never thought of it that way, for you to kick it off with the Dave Payne edit and then everyone else gets there. Yeah.
1: And if you you see the signature DG style of using the DJ scratches and samples to speak to the crowd like, you know, I never did that shit when I wanted to get on, which was a Gangstar sample, you know, uh, different crews of the, and it's speaking to like the Heart and Soul of what crews mean. I was, all those little samples, you know, and I think I dedicated this to all the kids who buy the ski videos, you know, it was all little, little messaging before I did kicked off as well.
0: So cool. So cool. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of questions coming in right now, so let's get to, cause we don't have much time here. First question right. is from Rodrigo Legau, who says, how much did the music choices and composing influence you to be where you are right now?
1: That's a good question. Uh, and I get music questions a lot. And I get a lot of love th- from, beyond from kids these days, be like, thank you so much for introducing me to so many different right. types of music. I, I think I got to give a lot of credit to my brother and to where I grew up in the East Coast and Philly and the age I was when I became video group director. I wasn't 15. You know, I experienced life. I was 21 years old. Um, i have been going to punk rock shows. You know, I was into all kinds of music, you know, punk rock, rock, ska, hip hop, rap, you know, you name it, jazz. So I pulled, I basically, I know the video magazine and I grew up watching you know, props and 401, um, but I didn't want to do it. You know, I don't want to copy what they're doing. I wanted to do our own twist on it, but I wanted to make sure that we we gave the kids all various types of music, you know, in every issue and, and from independent labels to big labels. So mm. that was always a goal with Video Groove and always a mantra, every issue.
0: That was definitely a trademark of you. And many, many people, like you said, have said it over the years that like you created the soundtrack for all of our childhoods, like our lives pretty much. And I know Colin Kelso says it all the time too, that, None of us would know a lot of these artists or genres of music if it wasn't for watching Video Groove and like just having the video on repeat and hearing the same songs over and over and over again. And those literally became the soundtracks of our childhood. And that's all thanks to you and your sick, awesome music choices. So that's a huge Well,
1: I had a lot of help uh, and I got a lot of influences on myself that passed those influences on to me. I got to give a shout out to Austin Brown, our music supervisor and director. My brother, Rob, and all the people in Philly I grew up with and um, bands I went and saw and labeled people that we connected with. So all part of of that kind of mishmash of influence in the video group over 23 issues, two best ofs, and I'm YTAs and team videos.
0: Mm. And it was funny in the chat like right now the, of the video we were watching, you were like, this would get flagged so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the music software would get so flagged. and And that's, again, it's another
1: reason why we haven't put the catalog up yet. Uh, with the music rights uh, and how we want to give it out. So I'm sorry, everybody, you've been waiting for so long. But um, it's just, it's it's a very legal, very tough legal situation.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense now. Anybody yeah. who watches skate videos in the last 10 years online knows what that's about. So completely understandable.
1: Yeah. But around. there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way and we to give it away free and still just put a, a tag up. But I just kind of
0: just found out. So it's uh, it's getting there. There's, there's got to be a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So super that's special. That, yeah, I don't want to monitor.
1: I just want to get
0: it out there. Yeah. I mean, you did your monetization already in the real world.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is this is for the love. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have another, a question from Anuj Wagley who says, how much editing did you have to do in the cruise sections? The trick order, music, black and white, slow motion, et cetera. Were they part of the cruise submissions or did you do that after?
1: Yeah, it all depends on the section. Like, um, Half the guys came to video group, came to my apartment, stayed for a night or two, you know, JSF, you know, drove down. The guys from Portland came in town. Bo and the ESCO crew in for a night. And uh, they all had their own stories of like, you know, we I helped them, showed them what to do. I, I let them do their own work. I was just there to guide them and to answer questions and to give my influence whenever they wanted it. But I really tried to let them do their own thing. And they all did. You know, I was just there for technical support or suggestions. What do you think, Dave? Um, but, yeah, I think I really pushed to let it be truly by... The directors themselves and I think one there's some funny stories but like you know I remember Bo once he started to edit like I remember in four hours later it was done it was like he once he he knew what he wanted to do once it got done it was done and it was like I watched it clean for the first time and that's what you saw on the video no changing
0: it was that was it wait so these guys actually edited in your place yeah I didn't know that that's crazy not everybody not everybody the locals the turn in sections but yeah like
1: Half the crews, uh, the JSF crew came down and they had the, we had the funnest time. There was, I was in a big apartment complex and one of the, we stayed up overnight, many nights and at night there was a couple that was having sex every <laughs> night. <laughs> and it was like a thing, like it was middle of the night and it was just, it was the funniest thing. It was like our, our, our go-to, we'd all stop, sit on the patio and wait for it. <laughs> I don't
0: know if they're Church listening those right people. Now, We'll cheers to those people having a sexy health life a uh, sexy I know. Uh, sex life ain't <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that
1: no, nothing wrong with it. Little love it. No cool
0: love that little loving that's cool though I didn't know that people actually some people actually edited like yeah if you've seen the credits
1: you'll see shots of guys working
0: when their credits come up that's shots of them in my apartment working on the media 100 so sick that's awesome man that, nice little fact right there there you go moving on to Matthew Rice who asked did anyone actually win if so who won and we need yeah. some more VG merch.
1: We do need more VG merch. <laughs> well, uh, the winner of Esco Zoo, uh, Masters Division,
0: and Detroit New School, Drew Bacarac. When did you announce the winners? Did you announce winners?
1: In the next BG BG 13 uh, probably in the credits.
0: Oh, yeah, um, you did but in but the but credits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I think I put
1: on, like, a, we put it in the ad in Daily Bread, and uh, I think on the VG site, too, as
0: well. And what did the winners get?
1: Cash money, homie.
0: Really? How much? Do you remember? I wish I knew. I think it
1: was like 250 and 500. Okay. Yeah. And there was probably about 1,200. You no, know, that's probably like maybe 1,500, 3,000 ballots were sent back in out of say 8,000. Yeah. There was a little voting card that came. In oh the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you fill it out with comments and you know, there'd be the, the divisions and you check your winner and those would be the official tallies.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember and I got. Yeah, tally them up. I remember I got VG-15. Uh, I got it late. I got it like when VG-16 came out. I think Roller Warehouse had like a special. Like it was included when you bought VG-16. So I got it and it had the card. And I was like, I should just send this in now and be a dick. And just like vote like two <laughs> years later.
1: <laughs> yeah, people wrote some pretty funny shit on those uh, cards.
0: Oh, uh, you should have kept some of those. So like had a shoebox full of them. I do. I have some. You- oh, that's awesome memorabilia right there.
1: It is. It is. I got somewhere from in the
0: garage. Wow. That's amazing too. All right, let's keep this going, because this is cool, okay. and I want to get to as many as we can in this short time. All right. Uh, Rapid Fire. Go. Rapid Fire. Mere Mortal asks, as an editor, what is your favorite trick to watch? Like, what do you think looks visually the best for you? Interesting question.
1: That's no, a good question. I, I think it all has to do with the skater, the style, how it was shot, the location, and the trick. You know, it's um, it, it's a combination of things. It's a raw gut, subjective feeling, like music. You know, um. There's not a formula to it, you know? Obviously, there's things, but it, uh, one guy could do the same trick and you could feel totally different about it.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I never thought of that as an editor, that you have, like, an opinion on that pretty much. I guess it, the filming, I would imagine, is a lot to do with it.
1: Yes, yes. Look, yeah, filming the skater's style, uh, you know, the location, how we did it, you know, also how it looks within the edit, you know, as well. And that, I think that's a huge thing when you're doing an edit, a battle edit like this. It's like uh, how you choose what order you put those tricks in. Because you're, you're enlisting a response. You know, you're trying to get everyone to get hype in a section. So, I, what order do you put it in? You know, it's just like a DJ set. You're reading the crowd. You know, you're trying to put the newest tricks in. You're also trying to get your friends in a good mix. You know, it's, uh, you kind of think about all those things
0: uh, as you're working on stuff. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. We have. You know, all about
1: photography, brother.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, we have some super chats coming in now, actually. Uh, first one is from Sean Michelson, who says, I had a copy of VG12 that I borrowed from someone and accidentally kept forever. Sorry to whoever that was. So here's some dough for all you did. I know you and Fabiano tried to bring back Battle My Crew a while back. Is it time? No. It is not. <laughs> and yeah, Straight and we to the point. You no, know, the,
1: the time, the one time when we tried to bring it back was when I was leaving Fuel TV, Fox. This was 2012. And I had uh, a camera because I was going to work for Woodward. We were, start, we were still doing the Woodward uh, Camp Series, but I only was there for a year because the series didn't get picked up. It stayed on YouTube, and I moved on to agency work, and that was it. I didn't have a camera. My life completely changed. I wasn't going to be around all three sports anymore because I, I thought when I was going to work for Woodward, I was going to be around rollerblading again nonstop. I was going to have a camera, so that's why that fizzled out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know. Fast, fast forward to today with the pandemic, and that's why VG24 started.
0: Yeah. Definitely. We'll come back in due time, people, in due time. All, yeah. all good things in life take time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We don't have a question, but we have a, a super chat from Nick Riegel. So shout out, Nick Riggle. Nick Drew. Riggle.
1: Big thanks to uh, Drew, Matt Mickey, Joe Navron, Nick Riggle, uh, Miguel, and Jed, everybody who helped uh,
0: um, do a promo
1: for Battle by Crew. It was great.
0: Yeah, that was really cool that the promotion that you did and everyone else helped out, chipped in on that. If anyone didn't see them, check them out on Instagram. It was really cool having people shout it out um, about movie night tonight. So thank you all for helping with that. And Dave, that was awesome on your part for getting that together. Really cool.
1: Yeah, Austin with the, uh, the
0: the years, 22 years later. Yeah. This is a really cool one. We have another super chat from Austin Kincaid who says, my copy of VG4 was green. Did that mean anything? Nobody else who ever had a green cop... Uh, my bad. No else who ever had a green copy. My first video, I still love it to this day. I had never. That's
1: Don. That's that Sean Michaelson.
0: Uh, no, Austin Kincaid.
1: Oh, Austin Kincaid. Yeah, Austin, dude, you have a rare Easter egg. Send a picture. What? What?
0: Explain. What is this? I never. I heard have of no this. idea. What do you mean? I have
1: no idea. Could, could be a bootleg. <laughs> you have no idea. No idea. It's green. Maybe it was like a, you know, a VAS video action sports like misprint.
0: Whoa. Or
1: someone like dubbed it. You know. There's, there was a lot of bootlegging back in that.
0: Yo, Austin, if you have—I well, never called anyone else Austin. This is unusual. But Austin, if you <laughs> if you have that, send a picture. That's really cool. That that might have been a random misprint or something like that. Or and and Dave just found this out now for the first time. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, green. Yeah, I can't think of why that would be. What? That's crazy. Okay, cool. I thought I was about to find out some crazy shit, but my mind just got blown even more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Me too. I was like, yeah, we did a special. Uh, run of 100 green copies.
0: Yeah, that would have been really random. I know. It's a good idea, though. We got some more Super Chats coming in. Rodrigo Legao asks, the Brazilian section for the last Battlemark Crew was not delivered in time. We got the best skaters, editors, and cameraman together in that cut. Best video ever being a part of. Oh, so that was, I guess, a uh, misconnection right there.
1: What? Was he, did he mean uh, Battlemark Crew 4, or does he mean the one that never came out?
0: Um, I don't know, actually. I was assuming he meant Battle Micro 4, 21, but...
1: Digital Duel.
0: Yeah. DVD. Okay, there's a fucking ton of questions here. Holy shit. My thing just, like, froze and then loaded up a whole bunch of shit. Um, we have... Let's see, I gotta scroll up a little bit. My bad, people. You guys are coming in too hot. Okay. I like it. No, this is really good. This is really good. Yeah, this is fun. Um, we have... Okay. Nathan Chase asks, Dave, when B-Bell had those insane cuts of girls and breakdancing and partying, were you shocked and or hesitant to put them in the video or were you like, hell yeah, that's dope flavor?
1: I was like, hell yeah, that's dope flavor. B-Bell and I had the, the B-Boy connection. He was doing, at that time, breaking into his, uh, doing a lot of the B-Boy underground video stuff, doing uh, uh, battle videos, covering the, the B-Boy scene from San Diego to NorCal. He has his own like kind of video series going within that. Um, so I was very close to Brian. He's one of my good friends, very first person I ever filmed in California. Rest in peace, my brother. Um, I love you. Um, but yeah, I mean I to me I didn't think twice. You know, this was also a different time to to be able to yeah. put
0: content there. You can get away with a lot more. So mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't even think twice about putting it in there. That was all his style. So like yeah. a B bell section without any of that stuff isn't a B bell section. That's his brand. Exactly. It is. Got to go with it. Go with the flow. Uh, Carlos Kessel asks, which section surprised you the most?
1: Ooh, that's a great question, Silos. Uh, that is a good question. Probably Detroit when I first saw Drew's. Mm. It's because of the technicality of the editing and Not the true. full package. I th- obviously, because I was just like, what? You know, I uh, met Drew before that. But like just the first time I've seen is this kind of editing and post skills. I would say that probably shocked me the most. Um, yeah, I'll, still, I'll go with that one.
0: That's a good one. I feel like that was hard for you to answer because I have to think back on like the first time you saw all the submissions. Yeah. 20 some yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, because obviously I knew a lot about the guys on the West Coast. I knew their, their talent level. And right. Less, less surprised,
0: obviously more aware of what was going on. So the other guys that came in. Was a little... That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. We have a question from the coping box podcast, shout out the coping box podcast from Australia. If you haven't already check them out, they just came out with an episode with Josh Clark, I think really cool. Check it out. Um, they ask, uh, well, first they say, Dave, thanks for everything. Question. Is there anything inappropriate you had to remove from the submissions and how many voting cards did you receive? Thanks jump, street.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think we received anywhere between like 1200 and 3000 cards out of the 10,000 roughly that were sold. So that was pretty good turnaround, Um, yeah, thirty percent, thirty-five percent kind of return, which was pretty insane for kids to do that. Um, that was kind of like an unknown, but we did it. And then, what was the second part of that question? Part two was uh, um,
0: was it oh, inappropriate that you had to remove or anything like that?
1: No, kind of same answers before. There wasn't any like we got away with so much before that, so the bar was set pretty high of, of what we what we had already put in. So that's been pretty outlandish. You know, nudity and just like laden, you know, horribleness that I, that, that me or anybody in video group would just, we didn't want to happen there. But no, I, nobody came in with anything that was, had to be edited.
0: Did people send you like stupid shit just to be dicks, like video, like VHS tapes with like homemade sex tapes on them or something? Like, I don't know. No, like, no, edit. no, no. Wow, I'm kind surprised of, at that. I'm actually surprised at that. That's good to know though. They didn't get any any random ones like that. I'm
1: sure nowadays there'd be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no chill nowadays.
1: Yeah, I I only the technology was up to speed for people to be that organized.
0: (laughs) Uh so sick. Okay, let me scroll through a few more questions here. Thank you, everybody, for the submissions, by the way. These are a lot of really cool questions, and we've had Dave on the show before. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. I don't remember offhand what episode it was, but we have had Dave on in the past at Blading Cup a few years ago, so if you haven't seen that already, check it out. And um, Yeah,
1: we, we go into depth on the Charles Dunkel last clip in my intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin and Billy asked me, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever filmed, and we talked about Carlos Pianowski's drop-off rail for 20, but uh, Charles Dunkel a knockout fall off the rolling ledge is the closest I think I filmed anybody closest to dying besides like being held at the gunpoint. You
0: know? I want to get into that later. Yeah. So well, let's get into a few more of these questions first though.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Neil Joyce has another, uh, B-Bell question. He asked Dave, what is your craziest memory of B-Bell? And the- <sighs> probably the very first day we filmed together.
1: We probably filmed for eight or nine hours and we went everywhere from the front of his house to like the ultimate playland of PBCs to probably eight to 10 spots ending at the convention center. B bell doing a drop off King. Like that's my favorite and first memory. That was Kids. for 18 days, 18 days and bottom yeah. line, bottom line. Yep. Yeah. It was both. We took, we had so much footage that went down there several times, but that was like just North of the border of Mexico, California. B bell had a relationship with Sean Tomlin um and he's like you need to go see this kid first first off so i went down saw him and it was it was incredible it was an incredible day
0: i never had the pleasure of watching brian skate in person but he was always top like two three of my favorites back in the day and even watching him now so ahead of his time the shit that he was doing in like 95 96 is fucking insane so I can imagine yeah. seeing that in person at the time it was happening, how crazy that must've been and mind blowing and knowing that skating is on another level already like that, you know?
1: I, yeah. And I had already traveled, you know, I'd shot up and down the East coast. I traveled through the country on the way out there. I'd never seen anyone skate street at this level. So I was kind of like, "Whoa, this is California street skating. Yeah. Like this is the new level. This is the stuff. This is, this was eventually going to be VG three. You know, I'm like the, the the caliber of how Brian was doing tricks you know, the technicality, the diversity of the stuff that he was doing, the, the gnarly,
0: huge rails and gaps that he was doing. He had it all. That's got to been so sick. Yeah. Um, we have a question here from Justin Baccio. Says, with all these 90s skaters strapping on skates again, who would you like to make a comeback, even if it was dropping a few clips on Instagram?
1: Oh, wow, dude. It's like, take your pick. You know, somebody, oh, somebody who hasn't yet. Yeah. Put on the skates.
0: Yes. Oh, it says, damn. who would you like to? So I'm assuming that, you know, means who hasn't yet. Who haven't you seen reemerge yet?
1: God damn, that's a good
0: question. There's a lot of names to choose from on there.
1: Well, he's on the comeback. I, I, I guess I got a shout out to one of my best friends in the world, Tom Fry. Like Tom Fry, fully back. Like fully back. Sk- fully back. Like skating tranny. Knees 100%.
0: Knees
1: 100%. Fly down, to, fly down to Australia and do a piece on
0: Tom with with Dom, wow. shooting it together. That would be fucking epic. Yeah, Damn, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good one. Like a
1: retrospective, you know, and yeah. then make sure he's at his peak and tell his story from we last saw him in, in our world in skating to, you know, what he's been doing in his life, you know, and his, you know, his place burning down and where he's at in Australia and just to get his thoughts on life.
0: Okay, my alarm went off for at the uh, twenty minute mark, which I think that's even a stretch. So I'm gonna yeah. hit a couple of these uh, super chats that we have now. I'm gonna skip to these super chats. Thank you, everybody for super chatting, by the way. I did not expect that on a movie night tonight, so thank you very much, but like we say always, yeah. I guess your question. Right to so good. What was that? The thanks everybody for coming for all three parts. yeah, this is this is amazing too. So we have a super chat from Steven. Steinmetz, who says, loved hearing the stories and hearing more history. Dave, you're the man. Austin and Billy, thank you for making my Thursday night watching a classic. Dave, what's your favorite trick from VG12? Well, thank you, Steve.
1: <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's Steve. Why are you going to the Spot Hunter checking in? Steve-O.
0: God, dude. Favorite trick. Oh
1: my God. Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you on that one, dude. It's too hard because I do have a couple couple things, but well, let, me, let me sidebar with you on that.
0: Wait, so on that note, real quick, did you say that you were going to go back and check out some questions that you didn't get to to answer yourself? Yeah.
1: Yeah, if anybody wants to send me or Austin and Billy any VG Battle My Crew questions that I can answer for you on the side, I can DM you the answers or I can put them up on the VG IG. We're more than happy to do that.
0: That'd be cool to do it on the story to show it. So yeah. I'll send you the link to this because it's, uh, it's getting taken off YouTube as soon as we're done with this and going straight to the Patreon. So... We'll send it for your eyes and your eyes only so you can answer these questions again. Because we have still way more questions, but not enough time because we got to get going on Quarantine the Crates, number 50. Uh, Yes. So let's get
1: a five-minute turnaround, and we'll be off and running. So as soon as we get off, just wait five minutes, look for my little Reggae Rover Instagram uh,
0: live to pop up, and we'll be off and running. Just like that. After party. We're ready for the after party. After a few more questions. After a few more questions. We got Fred Castro. Super chat. Thank you so much, Fred. Who says, uh, it was an honor meeting you at the Blading Cup 2014. Thanks for all you've done for the scene and inspiring me and so many people to make videos. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate That's it, brother. Really. That's awesome to hear. Rowan Namu, sorry if I said that wrong. Who is slash was Swam? Was never able to find their music outside from BG.
1: No, great question. That is a good I'm question. with uh on a Florida road trip before I came out to California. I met him at a skate park in Florida. His real name is Asan Brooks. He's still in Florida, still making music. So if you you look him up, um, he was selling mixtapes out of his car. Bought one, chatted him up, stayed friends for the next 20 years. I haven't talked to him in probably a couple of years. But last time I checked in, he's still making music. Um, And again, I'll, I'll put that up on my BG. I'll get everybody his info. Also, Battle My Crew, he did two original tracks. He did the forward song, You Wanna Battle. The video groove that's an original uh Andy Caduce to do a lot of original stuff. Nick riggle music for my brother. So we, we did always try and do a lot of original music for video groove uh, whenever we could. Uh and and the song also did Swam did the closeout song, but it was also featured on a ton, ton of other video grooves.
0: That was a good question, Ron. Great question. That was a good yeah. one. So there are a couple more questions. We'll let you, Dave, get to that at a later time. But I have to hear because I never heard these stories you said during the chat in the video that you were held up at gunpoint six times while filming for a video groove. Uh, you have to elaborate on at least a couple of these times and how this happened six times while filming video groove.
1: Uh, let's see. Once was Pittsburgh uh, at night skating, actually skating by myself, uh, skating in a hip. I got knocked out and had to run from the scene. Uh, I got, Pittsburgh was another one. I wasn't filming for UG. This one, but that was a bunch of gangsters came in on a night we were heading out the party and straight guns to the face, like full robbery. That nowhere. was a very one. Yeah. Another one was in Philly. I saw a cop get shot down off South Street. Um with my I had my camera. I was I was skating center city. Um held up a gunport in New York once, in Paris once, and one of the big ones was in Vegas with Nick Riggle on the Solomon tour. That was a big one. I was like
0: Two so guys came
1: into the room. gun. Yeah, they laid us all down at gunpoint. In your we room? In our room. They they snuck in. It was um, basically on the Solomon tour. We were just came back from Arizona. Um, Mitchell, Chris Mitchell and I were roommates. But on check-in, they said the, the hotel was full, and they had to split us up. That should have been a warning, but it comes into play later. Oof. So Chris and I are together, um, and then we're all getting ready. It's the first time we're there. Nick comes down, brings his guitar. It's his birthday. Matt Andrews is there. A couple girls that we met up locally that were friends of friends. So it was about six of us. And the dudes came in through with them through the door. Like we didn't see them come in through the door. So basically we got caught off guard. We were on the we are on the porch, like singing, hanging out, having drinks before we went out. And these guys basically came around to the patio, gun two guys with masked guns, got us on the floor. One guy was there basically counting us down, like freaking us out. Going, you know, putting your gun to your head, clicking it back, saying you're going to fucking die. You know, basically keeping us busy, scaring the shit out of us while the other guy was robbing me and Chris. I everything flashes in front of your face when stuff like this happens, like everything slows down. I've been through it a lot already. So by the time I gathered myself, I was already kind of like, okay, if I live through this, like they're probably not going to shoot us. We don't do anything. So I was always telling everybody, don't just get whatever they want. Like it's not worth your life. Don't run. You know, because there were thoughts of that when we first were on the patio to jump off and get out of there, but you don't want to leave your friends as well. So they probably were in there for about eight to 10 minutes, but it felt like a half hour. It felt like a freaking hour. That's it a time. It was real bad. People crying. Like the guy that was in the Intimidator was horrible. Like it was vicious, but they get out of there and as soon as the door shuts, I tell I shut the screen door. I go, everybody fucking don't move. I call, I get on the phone. I I, I pick up the phone and it's like, there's already somebody from the hotel trying to break in on my call, like, "We've already called security, relax, blah, blah blah. I hang up the phone, I call the cops, and when the cop gets there, the security guy comes afterwards, like he's already on site, So I, I pull the lead cop, aside, I go, "Can I talk to you? blah blah blah, because something was up. my, my street senses were kicking in. I went to this other room next to me, and I get into the empty room, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, dude, this room's empty. They said the hotel was booked. And why did the security guard come late, And why did the girl pick up the phone? And the, the, the Vegas cop, and Vegas is, that's what they do for a living. It's 95% hospitality and people visiting, so they take it real seriously. The cop just looks at me and goes, stay right here. It was an in-house robbery. The girl went to the front desk, put me and Chris there so that she could tell her friends to rob us. And right. it was, a, it was a, a basically a court case that got settled out of court through La Quinta and Solomon.
0: Holy shit. I mean, there's
1: so much more to the story, but
0: that's the broad strokes. Yeah, Nick is already in the in the chat like like they counted down with the gun to my head twice, I think because oh, they had the yeah. guitar and they horrible. knew what the stuff would be. What did they actually get from you guys? They got
1: a lot of Chris's camera work, a lot of my video stuff, but I had a lot of stuff from the tour that I I saved, I stored, I separated from my camera. I've okay. been through it before. So the only tape they only got one tape in my camera. And they they left the clamshell. You know the little DVD deck yeah, clamshell? Yeah. The, the guy picks it up in the middle of the robbery he's like, What's this? puts his fingerprints on it and he didn't take it because he didn't oh, know what shit. it was and the cops like got fingerprints on it so whenever those guys were ever arrested for anything else they're gonna get charged for armed robbery
0: and you know they had his fingerprints and all that stuff that is super super sketchy holy shit that it was a setup to the inside that's yeah that's insane I mean, it was crazy that sounds it, like something out of like a a movie or like a it was tv show or some was, shit like that
1: it was it, yeah nick and i like and everybody who was in that room. Will you know, always be bonded together? I, it was nuts. It was completely nuts. Um,
0: super scary. We're happy that you survived that. You too, Nick. Yeah, we we're we're, we're definitely thankful that you guys survived that. Well, we, yeah, we were shook. All of us. I, I mean,
1: Aaron, Aaron. will remember this too. Aaron Fiber came down, and this is kind of when Aaron and I became good, better friends and less filmer or skater kind of, you know, guys. So, uh, Aaron came down and was like. Typical Aaron fashion, like nonchalant, like, like said something like completely inappropriate to all of us. And I just jacked him up against the door, like said something to him. And I I think after that, we became really good friends. (laughs) Sometimes conflicts bring you closer together. And I think, I think he realized, you know, maybe not the right thing to say. And, you know, I think him and I like completely were cool after that. So.
0: At least something good came out of that. You got a funny moment between you and Aaron. (laughs) I remember us walking the
1: streets of Vegas that night, just staying outside. We didn't want to go inside anywhere. We just kind of like, well, I think we'll remember this. We just kind of walked around and like sipping on whiskey and just talking about it and just kind of like working through it uh, because it was heavy. It wasn't, it was different than all my other
0: like gunplay moments. Did you Uh, stay that night in the hotel or did you go somewhere else? I think we stayed in the, no. That's crazy if you stayed. Good there. question, Nick. Do you know? Do you remember? I I, pretty, I think we. That is insane. No, if you I think stayed. we stayed in
1: the hotel. What?
0: Yeah. That is yeah. so crazy if you stayed there. Yeah, we I wouldn't have been able to sleep that night. I don't think we did. Then they come back or something.
1: Yeah, we got out of there after that.
0: Like next day, we're off
1: that, back to California.
0: Chill, stay on the strip or something. At that point. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would have stayed on the street. It was <laughs> it was weird because we were like just off the strip, like we were La were right off the strip, but it was such easy access to get in any room. There's no like security it was like open hallways uh, from the parking
0: lot. But what would hotel security do anyway?
1: Yeah. It was a setup. It was a total
0: setup. Yeah. Yeah. Nick said that you guys stayed there that night. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are fucking still, crazy. Still got it. Oh my God. Well, and that's where we did in the beginning of focus,
1: just to put a a, a bow on the story. That's where we shot all the eyes. And then we had the police report going with the Dane Chappelle sample from half baked of like, okay, everybody, stay focused but we had that's where we came up with the idea of uh the eyeball
0: dan that makes and, sense now yeah uh it was really really i mean i'm not gonna say cool story but definitely an interesting story that i i never knew and i think a lot of people don't know about but i i could f- we could stay with you forever here dave but you have music to deliver to the people thank you for joining us i'm moving i thank you for doing this q a very special q a thank you all for watching and joining us thank you everybody for submitting your questions um, everybody super chat. thank you so much. vg 12 battle my crew. We finally got it done after a year of me, you and Billy talking about we this. Did it.
1: Billy, we love you, Billy,
0: Billy. Love I you. see you in the chat. I don't know what time it is where you're at right now, but <laughs> maybe a jet. Uh, I have the battle battle my crew shirt in, in this session here shortly. Yeah. You had Billy to take it. Billy, we miss you. Um, you. hope you're killing it wherever you are right now, but thank you everybody. Once again, like I said before, if you, um, want to see this again, or have a friend who wants to watch this, it's going to be available on our Patreon page. So check it out over there. Dave's going to get to as many of the other questions as he can at a later date. Dave, we're going to catch up tomorrow. I'll give you a because I know you're busy. This is set up. Everyone check out reggae Rover on Instagram in five minutes. So we can set everything up for quarantine in the crates for the after party. And there it is. Have a <laughs> great weekend,
1: New York. Uh, rollerblading is uh, in your backyard this weekend. Have a great one.
0: New York is going to, such a great place to have events, man. So. New York, stand up! That's right. We'll it's gonna be tonight. It's gonna be a good time. Set it off, Dave. Thank you all again so much, you Dave. Brother. You're the man. Peace, Peace love you, brother.
1: Peace. Peace.